0: How do you choose a Mastodon instance to join? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com/slash Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the Talk of the Apple community and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the third and final part of our discussion with Jeff Gamet and Eric Bolden, two members of the Mac Voices Live panel who have been doing extensive research on Mastodon, all of the third-party clients that are coming out, and also the aspects of selecting which instance of Mastodon you should join and why. They give us some tips that you're going to want to hear. Let's go back and let Jeff and Eric do the talking. Okay, so let me wrap up with two questions here. One for you two, for new users, one that relates to developers. For the new users out there who we have just talked about, you know, how to, how to onboard and which apps to, uh, on apps to use, which servers do you think that they should be looking at? Uh, because these, we, we all know there's a, there are a lot of them out there. There are more coming online, but there's some that are dropping off too. Uh, and so you know, what as a new user, what is something that is fairly stable and offers, I I mean, I don't know, the whole Fediverse thing makes it confusing because, you know, it, each server theoretically offers something a little bit different, but Eric, you just finished saying, well, there's a server out there that nobody wants to talk to. So if I join that and post it, nobody's ever going to see my stuff. Only the people on that instance. Right. So where would you send folks? You
1: know it's,
0: I mean if you're looking
1: for the easy answer, I, I'd say um, uh, check and see if, uh, if mastodon.social is um, uh, currently open for new users, and they periodically uh, pause adding new users as they ramp up uh, uh, server infrastructure, and then they let people start coming in again. Now, the thing is, because it's done by the people that actually uh, created Mastodon, the likelihood that Mastodon.social will go away is incredibly low. The other side of that is there are a lot of people on Mastodon.social. So if you're looking for something where your, uh, your, just your local instance stream is, uh, is going to be more focused, then that might not be the right choice for you. So uh, I will give you a a vague answer, but it's actually advice. So what you want to do is uh, do wh- when you figure out what's what server you think you want to join, um, go to that server and see if you can find information about uh, about how it's supported how is it funded uh what what are the procedures for uh for managing issues that come up with the server, and if there's just like no information at all maybe don't join that uh, mastodon instance because there's nothing there to help you know that it's it's going to be stable and uh, and
0: always be here Eric, any any recommendations or thoughts beyond what Jeff just said? Um.
2: Yes. Um, all of that was good. I like that. Um, um, it's a weirdly complicated question because the you know the size of a server also means you know really big servers have a whole lot of information coming across. And the users that are on that server aren't particularly unified as far as what they like and what they don't like. So, you know, some of the comments about you know whatever you're posting or what you you end up with more, um, I guess, divergent opinions on whatever it is you're doing. Uh, versus <laughs> a small server. On the other hand, a small server frequently has a theme and if you happen to be doing something that is against the theme sometimes that's a conflict so um, uh, ivory has a really nice kind of step-by-step and they give you questions and answers they you know do you want a big server a little server um do you, And and basically works down to a small list you know what language do you speak what you know and We'll get you to a server that will at least let you kind of do some work. Uh, I think you want to avoid a server that only has a few people on it um, Mm -hmm. because there's not enough activity. You have to have a certain amount of activity just to have uh, images and content and stuff come across the server until you figure out who you want to follow and what you want to do. Uh, and it also means it's more likely that instance will have some way of supporting itself and
1: keeping itself going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the way I use Mastodon, I rarely look at the, the Fediverse streams. It's just my own timeline and, and that's okay. And for other people, they want to see their whole Fediverse stream all the time. And that's great. So, Choosing a server based on how you plan on using um, Mastodon, yeah, that should be a thing too. Uh, As far as figuring out how to find people, if you're on a server where you have uh, similar interests, then using that stream can be really handy for doing that. Uh, What I did was um, uh, went and told my friends, hey, I'm on Mastodon, this is where where I am. And then they came and followed me and then I immediately went and started going through their, uh, their list of who they follow so that I could see who they were following and who I wanted to, to add. And, uh, and I built out my, my basic follower list just by uh, getting a few friends to follow me. I followed them back and then I just went through their lists and, um, and just start clicking follow follow yep follow them follow
2: and searching for a hashtag and seeing who posts within that hashtag and then yes. following, following the people in that hashtag that have interesting answers or good content or whatever that is an excellent strategy and when you get done you can always delete that you know you, you know you, you could save that search and then just keep going back and checking it or, or you know, delete it later or um, try a different hashtag. Uh, or if you find somebody that you used to follow in, in Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever, and they're look to see what their activity is, who they're following, what their content is, and also look to see what the hashtags are. Hashtags in Mastodon, I think, are pretty critical because there's a lot of people that don't actually follow anyone, and they only follow hashtags.
1: And that's how they that's a really good point.
0: That that's a good point both as a discovery tool and also as a posting tool. If you want to have something seen, you need to maybe do more aggressive tagging than even you did in Twitter. Yes. And
2: and for hashtags, if it's multiple words, camel case the hashtag because otherwise people that use readers it it doesn't read it correctly and and then they're they're excellent
0: yeah very good okay i promised the last question this is almost a psa for the developers out there because we talked about you know some of the some of the interfaces are a little confusing or whatever what what one thing would you suggest to a developer to do right now? And we know they have nothing else to do, right? They're probably not getting much sleep anyway. But what would you suggest they do to try to educate their users to their current, you know, where things are with their particular client for the purpose of, you know, hopefully having theirs, you know, reach that uh, that vaunted position of, you know, the default default client or one of the two or three default clients?
1: I would say, follow Tapbots' lead, and if you go to tapbots.com/ivory, they they tell you the whole road plan right there, and they have uh, little checks by uh, by stuff that's uh, uh, either done or, or they're working on, and uh, and not checks by the stuff they haven't got to yet, and uh, and it's a two part answer because the other part is listen to your users because. They they are telling you probably on Mastodon what's working for them and what isn't, and when when you are getting that feedback, and, and I'm not telling developers anything they don't already know, but getting that feedback is important. Doesn't mean you have to do everything that uh, that people say on a uh, on social media. It just means that you have a tool that's working for you, so that you can better. Uh, decide what it is you need to work on next or if there's something you're doing that just isn't working right for your users. Good advice.
2: The, the single most important thing that I would love to see is is simply a an image of their interface with the icons or just a list of the icons with text labels and a description of what they do so that I don't have to click on it to try and figure out what it does and, and, and then try and undo whatever it is it just did that I didn't want to do. Um, that, that would relieve my stress quite a bit because I don't want to accidentally you know, repost something or quote tweet or whatever. I, I, I want to kind of know what I'm doing before I click the button. And and yeah. since since each of the different apps have kind of you know done like likes are different, sometimes they're stars, sometimes it's something else, uh, you know, you you can't you can't learn one interface and then use that as knowledge for the next one. There's too much experimenting going on. So just you know, tell me what the icons are, define them nicely in an easy to find location. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. mind going to but I'm, I'm finding even when I'm trying to look it up, I can't figure it out. And there's not like a hover over the icon and it pops up and tells you. Or if there is, I haven't found that. So that, that would be nice.
1: Yeah, I agree. That would be nice. I mean, um, keep there. experimenting, but let me know what it is that you're doing yeah. so that I can uh, uh, decide if I actually want to tap on something. And,
2: and, I mean, sometimes it can be a really good idea, and I'm not trying it
0: or discovering it because I am a little unsure about what will happen when I click it. Sure. Yeah. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall, it's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show.
2: Uh, and then the only thing that didn't really come up with the clients is... um what the opinion is of the different clients uh, from people who maintain servers. And I I wasn't able to find a good set of postings about it, but there seem to be opinions because as clients have come out and then made mistakes and either have lots and lots of queries to kind of cache data or keep connections active or not release connections so that it's generating a lot of traffic or downloading every image on the site, trying to make it faster for the user, but causing excess traffic on the servers. I think at some point, there will be some articles saying, oh, this is a client that we like on our server because it doesn't abuse the server. I haven't oh, seen like that, to, I like see I, that. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. And and then you might see some of the different servers come out and say, oh, for these OSs, here's a client that we prefer because it's helpful to us. So from a developer standpoint, if a developer could go and talk to a couple of server owners and get some feedback on, hey, are we happy with the interactions with the servers or could something be done a little bit different that reduces the the server owner's costs just in bandwidth and how much stuff is moving and 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 you know re- critical resources when there's a lot of demand that sort of thing um, I'm sure that will come but that would be nice and then to have from the developer standpoint have some some notes about it and from the server owner standpoint have some notes about what they're happy with
0: it's a really interesting point Eric and I guess my my sense of the, what I've read, and you two obviously have dug a lot deeper into it, is that there's so much focus on a getting the products out there, not just for the benefit of the developer, but also the benefit of the all the users, and and the platform. That that may be a secondary thing that comes later. Um, but on the other hand, you know, if you can do it from the ground up now, um, just they're just so many priorities everything needs to be done sooner than everything else so
1: mm-hmm.
0: well and it it does
2: impact the user a little bit because a client if a client is too aggressive at going out and grabbing things and, and makes too many transactions with a server um there are a lot of servers that are configured to throttle that user back and all of a sudden you'll be trying to post something it'll say i'm sorry you can't do that and you you know You can come back the next day and do it. But, you know, after 7 p.m., yeah, you're out of luck because there are too many people posting or you posted too many things at once. I'm not sure what it is yet. And I didn't get enough to be able to talk about it today, just the fact that it came up and it seems to be client-based, particular clients are doing things particular ways that the, the server owners are adjusting something to counteract it but then it comes back and as a bad user experience. Again, things are changing so fast. I couldn't even tell you which of the clients I hit that with, or if it's a problem today or it was just last week. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't, haven't just... encountered that, but it might just be luck of the draw.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have an idea. We're going to be revisiting these, this topic frequently over the next 12 months as things, you know, change and develop and evolve. But, you know, I, I will throw out an offer to anyone who's developing um, a, a Mastodon client that is, you know, I mean, obviously not right at the, the ground stages, but is, is out there trying and, and trying to get it out. If you want a place to come and just talk for 15 or 20 minutes, we'll do a screen share. You can just run us through the capabilities of your app at that moment. Um, I would love to talk to you. So um oh, reach yeah. me at yeah, reach me at Chuck at Macvoices.com. There's a contact uh form on the website um if you don't want to send an email. But you know, by all means, I would I would love to talk to you because I'd love to get a little more publicity and instead of like Jeff and Eric and me experimenting and saying, What does this button do? Um, you know, let you tell us what the buttons do and you know, maybe then your grand vision for things later. But as a as a service to everybody, I I would love to do that. Uh, it's just a matter I of time to, to see those get-
1: videos. So bad, Chuck.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. So if if you have a favorite developer and you're seeing this, tell them about it too, because they're probably too busy to watch this show. But I would love to do that. So there you go. Gentlemen, thank you. This uh, this has been informative. I, I hope some folks, I mean, you've given me a few things to think about now. I'm going to go and download at least two, two of the clients and start playing with them. I'm not sure which two yet, though. I've got to go back and review my notes as to what you two have, have said. Chuck, isn't it great that we're in a
1: time where you can actually say that? It's not like there's only two apps to choose from. You have to decide which of all these apps you want to download and try. I love that.
0: I Jeff, I agree. And again, you know, not not to pick on anybody, but you know, you compare that to Facebook and you compare that to some of the other options that are out there where you basically have one, maybe two options. Yeah, this is this is exciting. It's going to be fun to see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you each to uh, tell folks where they can reach you, and that includes reach you on Mastodon. Um, Eric, where where should folks try to get in touch with you if they have thoughts or comments?
2: Um, I can be reached on Mastodon
0: at uh,
2: eabolden at techhub.social.
0: Great. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jeff Gammon? Thank you for, uh, for your insights. Where can folks find you on Mastodon or anywhere else?
1: Um, well, Jay Gamet on Mastodon. And if you care which, uh, which instance, it's Mastodon.social. Um, the, the places that I'm most active on social media right now are Mastodon and Instagram. So Jay Gamet everywhere. Um, and, uh, uh, Chuck, I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, if I didn't tell people that uh, Eric and I both hang out with you a lot on Tuesday evenings on your uh, Mac Voices Live show. So uh, thank you for for uh, uh, clicking the the button that lets me join every single week. So yeah.
0: Well, thank you both. Um, that That's where sort of the genesis of this conversation. That's why I knew that you two had been doing so much because we've touched on Mastodon a few times. I'm sure we'll touch on it again. Um, and I knew that you were experimenting. So, you know, hopefully we've given some folks some things to think about. So if... Folks, if you want to see more of these two and some of our other friends, uh, we do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is wherever you are, on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We'd love to have you there because we talk Mastodon plus a whole lot of other things. So with that, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. I'll see you on Mastodon. Thanks for watching.